Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First Orange Podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. This is Kyle Newman joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. On today's show we're going to be talking Aaron Rodgers, Broncos new coordinators, final takes on Nathaniel Hackett's complete coaching staff, NFL Combine coming up with the Broncos hoping to achieve there, and then some free agent discussion looking ahead, Jewel, Johnson, Gordon, Callahan, Broncos have decisions to make there. So again, this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. We will start with the news of the day, of the hour, of the offseason. That is, of course, the Broncos quarterback situation and intertwined in that Aaron Rodgers' future over in Green Bay. A couple days ago, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and there was some speculation he was going to announce where he's going to go. Well, no, he just kind of kicked the can down the road and punted a little bit. Now, various reports coming. He's going to make his decision soon, whatever soon means. Ryan, what was your reaction to Rogers' appearance on the McAfee show and then just this timeline that seems to be ever fluctuating, but a decision coming probably likely soon? Yeah, and uh, this was on Tuesday. And uh, I mean, bizarrely entertaining, I guess is the best way to phrase it and i give rogers credit for one thing he said right off the bat he goes for those paying attention for those listening there will be no news today i'm sure thousands of people he immediately logged off but i was on the elliptical machine in sarasota excuse me lakewood ranch florida at my parents uh housing development i was like all right i'm gonna stick with aaron here he was all over the place i mean he's gonna be a pain in the butt to transcribe if the broncos acquire him but that'd be a nice problem to have one thing, and, and, and people people are in people think they're sort of to make up a word. They think they're they think they're Rogersologist. Well, this is what he meant. No, I think this meant he's staying. This meant he was going. Yeah, nobody knows because he's all over the place. And that makes it that makes it interesting. But my takeaway was he's still trying to figure it out. If he goes back to the Packers, it's because a lot of the acrimony that this of this time last year has disappeared. And he really does like Matt LaFleur as his coach. He really does like Devontae Adams, who's one of the best receivers in pro football. But also, the other flip side of it is maybe he wants to see if he can be Peyton Manning and win a Super Bowl with a second team like Tom Brady did, like Peyton did, or get there like Kurt Warner did. So I think that's the challenge that he would embrace. And, you know, today's ESPN thing about, you know, two-prong report i think one he'll make his decision soon well he said he has he has been adamant about that because he realizes that if he stays with the packers they got to get him under the cap and they have to have they have to do some things to get creative to to do that um secondly is multiple teams have offers on the table to me that was those teams saying piss or get away from the toilet I was going to use another phrase, but we can't use that on, on this podcast. But because let's say I'm the, and I don't think the Broncos uh, were the source of that report, but let's say you're George Payton. You want to go to Indianapolis next week to combine, knowing you got Aaron Rodgers in the folder, you don't. And so you can start working on plan B, C, and D if Rodgers is your plan A. So I, I, th- I think Rodgers has always set the timetable of the combine around that time to make a decision either way because he knows that the team he goes to or the team he stays with have to mobilize at that point before free agency starts. I mean, where do you think this is headed, if anywhere? I mean, I think Aaron is just as confused as the rest of us, to be honest. I I think he's having a lot of internal conflict, hence him 
really just muddying the tea leaves uh, with various cryptic, uh, whether it's cryptic talk on the McAfee show or cryptic Instagram posts where he's thanking all these people, including those in Green Bay. Um, that makes, you know, those Broncos country say, hell, oh, he's he's saying his goodbyes. Well, I, I would pump the brakes on that. Um, yeah. I, 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 to be honest, I think he's going to end up back in Green Bay just for the simple fact of, They've, they've got two straight number one seeds. Yeah, they've kind of choked in the playoffs, but he's got Matt LaFleur. He's got Adams. He's got the sure thing in Green Bay. Does he want to come to the not sure thing in Denver? I don't think he does. Much to your and I's chagrin. Yeah, and I, I do think it's going to be Broncos or Packers, and I just don't think these other teams have the, the picks to provide them, the players to provide them in a trade. And I think one of the other things is, okay, if Green Bay starts uh, shopping Rodgers, what do they want? Um, do they want just draft picks who can be on rookie deals and help their cap situation, or do they want picks and players so they can have the rookie deals but also – players to help Jordan Love in his transition to being the starter, much like the Packers transition from Aaron or Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. So, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, let it down a tunnel, whatever, but I, I want the, I want some finality on this just because there's been too much people think people reading between the words, so right. to speak. So, um, you know, we'll be ready if it happens. Uh, if it doesn't happen, then you start thinking, okay, for the Broncos, what's your plan B? What's your plan C? What's your plan D? And and is is George Payton going to be aggressive enough if he, if Russell Wilson does become available, or does he sign a veteran and draft a guy and have that? You know, that, God, that would be so boring. But Jimmy uh, G well, and Drew Locke duke it out. Something like that. I don't well, know. That's Jim, the August I headline. Would, I wouldn't mind Garoppolo in uh, like a second or third round pick because I think Jimmy can. Well, I mean, he would obviously be an upgrade. But the thing with Garoppolo is you got to bet you better have that rookie ready to go because his history is he get in, he gets injured. Right. So uh, I mean, Drew Locke's got a couple supporters in this town. They happen to work at radio, uh, but to me. The Broncos moved on from Drew Locke when they acquired Teddy Bridgewater. And when they played Teddy Bridgewater extremely hurt over a perfectly healthy Drew Locke multiple times. If Vic Fangio really had a trust in his backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater would not have played on one leg against Cleveland on a short week. Right. So... Again, this is the first Orange Podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. We'll be tracking the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes here over the next couple weeks. DenverPost.com slash Broncos. So looking back a couple days ago, Broncos officially introduced their coordinators. Ezero Evero, new defensive coordinator. Justin Alton, new offensive coordinator. And Dwayne Stukes, new special teams coordinator. Big takeaway from the pressers on Tuesday in Dove Valley, Ryan. Ball is key. And uh, on defense, they got to force more turnovers. On offense, they got to take care of the ball better, score more points. It's not going to be cutting it to sniff around 20 points or just be scrapping to get there, especially in this AFC West. And then on special teams, Dwayne Stukes, well aware that this has been the team's Achilles heel last five, six years since the Super Bowl 50 win. He was adamant on Tuesday that he's going to change the culture on those teams and really up the level of performance on a special teams unit that ranked in the bottom third uh, per Rick Goslin's rankings earlier this year. So yeah. lots of takeaways from Tuesday, Ryan. Yeah, before I throw it back to you on that, because you were there, uh, I was poolside in Florida. 
I'll start with Stukes with uh, special teams. I think they got to start over at the return game, and, and, and they started doing that late last year with Deontay Spencer with a healthy scratch to wrap up the season. they got to get some more pop out of the return game. The other thing is, you know, let's say they don't use all their cap space on a veteran quarterback. Spend a little bit of money on a couple of special teams guys. I mean, it was a rotating cast of guys, and you know, a guy, a player on the Broncos beat would become a core guy. Then he'd have to play more on offense and defense, which took him off of special teams. But you mentioned that you mentioned you know the the turnover stuff that Outen said. It reminds me of the Pete Carroll thing. His saying it's all about the ball, and he has that, and that's been passed down to the Pete Carroll tree of head coaches, and it's on the walls and stadium facilities, etc. And you know, I think they took care of the ball better on offense last year. They just didn't take it away enough on defense. And, and you know, Simmons right now, Justin Simmons is really the only guy you can rely on. I think that's going to come for Pat Sertan. He did have a couple of those interceptions this year, but they need to get Ronald Darby. He, he's a, no interceptions last two years. And, uh, you know, do some of those sack strip bubbles. You don't, you know, it, it, that just didn't happen. To me, that's Bradley Chubb coming off the blind side. You know, a, a key year. And, you know, Jura Evero just got into town, so I didn't expect him to have a lot of specifics about the personnel. But you know, a couple of things he has to look at is Chubb, what he's going to do at inside linebacker, the status of nose tackle Mike Purcell. They could create some cap space by moving on from Mike. I would, I would ask, I would, I wouldn't ask. I would tell Mike you're redoing your deal. You haven't been healthy. You're a you know a first down player, much like they did with Glasgow and with with Outen. It's He's going to talk to us once a week during the season, but he doesn't call the plays. And right. sort of, I mean, I think he's going to provide a lot of insight. But remember, Ed Donatel, those sessions were somewhat painful because Ed wasn't the call, wasn't the, the shot caller. It was Vic Fangio. And uh, so, you know, it doesn't sound like I've missed much, quite frankly. Well, Tuesday was uh, not going to win any Oscars for dramatics, that's for sure. But. Nathaniel Hackett introducing his whole staff in addition to the coordinators, and we'll run that down here real quickly. Mention all first-time coordinators with Outen, with Evero, and with Stukes, and then a lot of youth just across the board um, overall. Now on offense, you got Zach Azani coming back as a wideouts coach, but pretty much all new faces beyond that. Butch Berry taking over the O-line. Clint Kubiak a Regis graduate and former Broncos assistant back in Denver, Tyrone Reitley coaching the running backs on defensive side of the ball. A lot of new faces as well beyond CP, the defensive backs coach, Christian Parker. And that includes Dom Capers, a 35 year NFL veteran. So really beyond Dom though, Ryan, it's, it's a lot of youth, a lot of inexperience. And we talked about this, um, but it's definitely a different path for Nathaniel Hackett's staff and the Greybeard, Vic Fangio staff. What do you expect out of this staff? And is, is there going to be a learning curve for this staff too, do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be on the job training, but that's that happens in every job, in every, in every life when you do it for the first time. It's going to be interesting to see what the, what the energy level is at practice. Is it a little different? And, you know, going on the offensive side, you know, keeping Azani, this will be, Z, uh, this, this will be Zach's third head coach with the Broncos. I think Hackett realized the worth of that. I was told he was never really in on Keenan McCardle because the Vikings were going to block him anyways on a lateral move. But um, you mentioned Tyrone Wheatley. He was the head coach of Oregon State, Baltimore, 50 years old. I think he'll be more of a – I think he will be a veteran sage. He's worked with Hackett a couple stops. So that 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 will check that box. Dom Capers will be that veteran guy on defense. 
you know, not the coordinator, but you know, Hey, his door is going to be open. And I really, and I really uh, applaud Hackett keeping Christian Parker coaching defensive backs, you know, did a nice job with Sertan and, you know, he'll get to run that room, you know, Ed Donatel played a big role in coaching the DBs, but, and then on special teams with Stooks, he, he has a little bit of a, a head special teams coach experience from Tampa Bay, but Mike Mallory has been around for a, a long time to be that assistant special teams coach. So, you know, when you look at it, I still think they'll add some analyst or quality control guys, that kind of thing. But you do have a lot of young guys, but also a lot of, vet, you know, one, one prominent veteran at each offense, defense, and special teams. And then the combine coming up, and Ryan, you'll be headed out there. What are the Broncos' objectives? And, we'll, of course, we'll be tracking the locals there as well. But what are the Broncos' objectives here? And is one of those objectives talking to the agents of upcoming Broncos free agents, Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, inside linebackers, Melvin Gordon, running back, has expressed his desire to be back in Denver, and nickelback Bryce Callahan? Yeah, and, and they'll talk to them, and they'll, talk, and they'll tamper with the agents of other free agents. You look at this free agent class around the league, this is, this is not a year to get better. Uh, just not a lot of quality out there, and which means they'll get overpaid uh, by teams that are desperate to add players and get better and whatnot. But, you know, for the, for the Broncos, you know, this is George Payton's first combine as the, as the GM for the, uh, the team. So he'll have all his scouts there. So it'll be interesting to see what their process is for interviewing these prospects. Does he, does he have any of the assistant coaches on the field uh, helping with the workouts that'll, that'll be on NFL network next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, and then, you know, I think for Hackett, it'll be a good opportunity that he'll be there with his entire staff at different points and sort of just start creating those bonds. But, um, the only thing about the combine, it was sort of a kerfuffle earlier this week about the agents of, you know, how many dozen of players. We're going to boycott the combine. Well, they're never going to boycott the event. They were going to boycott the workouts. And the NFL tried to slip one past the goalie. And the fact that the NFL reneged on that uh, thing that they had, a, you know, sort of a, a bubble for the prospects, the fact that they, you know, walked back that so quickly means that they thought they, they were, it was a ridiculous notion. But uh, the, uh, interesting there so you know moving on to these broncos free agents and you know they got a lot of them a lot of linebackers a couple of guys you know but i'll start with gordon i think i i've thought that the price is right for the broncos they'll bring melvin back because that takes some wear and tear off of javante williams but if melvin feels like he could be a number one somewhere and gets more money i think he'll do that you know I think the two key guys you mentioned were, were josie jewel and alexander johnson you know, each played over a thousand snaps in 2020. Each sustained torn pectoral muscles that ended their season in 2021. I would bring Josie back, put the green dot on him, and he, you know, and Evro, the new coordinator, can trust him to relay the signals. Plus, he's a very good run defender. He's got better against the pass. Maybe you make him a two-down player. Maybe you make him a base-down player. And you know, AJ Johnson, you know, say, hey, thanks for your service, and you know, you only have really money. You pair pair Jewel with with Baron Browning. Callahan's going to be interesting. When he's healthy, he's good. But he hasn't been healthy a lot. And I'm not sure what that, what kind of market he's going to have. But nickel quarterbacks uh, are, are tough to find. You know, you got to coach them up if they're coming out of the draft. But I'll mention I'll mention one more guy, and, and that's uh, Kareem Jackson. And, you know, he came back on a one-year deal last year after his option was declined. And... I, I just I think I think the time has come to move on from him. He led the team in missed tackles last year. 
and it doesn't mean I, doesn't, it doesn't mean I think they should go with Caden Stearns. I think they should take a real long look at these top safeties in the draft because if they don't make a Rodgers trade, they don't make a quarterback trade, they have five picks in the top 100. That should be five starters. And they can really make a dent, really improve their depth chart. So, And I'll, I'll add one more, and I'll toss it back to you. Is, is it, you know, what are the chances you, you run it back with Teddy Bridgewater in a, in a first-round draft pick? You know, that was brought up to me this week and I was like, do we, do they really want to do that? And, and you know, I, I'm leaning against no, but it's gotta be on the radar. Cause, but maybe another team feels like Teddy can be a bridge to their rookie guys. Well, you know, if, if you're wearing the GM hat, Kyle, uh, you know, Jewel, AJ, Kareem, Bryce, Gordon, what do you do with those guys? Yeah. I'm with you. You keep one of the two inside linebackers. You can't really afford to keep both. I do bring back Bryce Callahan, even with the injury risk, injury history recently. You know, as McFangio discussed this past season, the last two seasons, the Broncos have had a dearth of quality cornerbacks, and especially nickelbacks, which is such a you know heady position on defense in those sub-packages. So I bring him back and, and bank on that. At, at the safety position, that's that's a really good question because, you know, I, I thought maybe last year Kareem would be done in Denver, but they brought him back on that one-year deal. But that is a, certainly a huge void on that back end alongside Justin Simmons. I would go to the draft to fill that, let Kareem walk. And like you said, five picks in the top 100, you should be able to find several starters in there. And I think safety has got to be at the top of the list, not to completely write off Caden Stearns, but still a lot of proving to do to, you know, really cement himself as, as one B back there besides Simmons. Yeah. And I think Stearns would fit into a dime role. He played that, he played that well at, at certain points last year. He was asked to do that, but I think a corner, let's say they resign Callie into a one year deal. That's, that's all, that's all it should be quite frankly is they got to look at their corner depth because Ronald Darby has proven he can't stay healthy for a full season. That just hasn't been his track record. So do you draft a corner in the second round and, or do you say, Hey, Michael Ujimudia, you earned another shot the same Massey. Maybe he can fill in as the, maybe he can be the nickel if you move on from Callahan. So, you know, what's, what would be interesting to be behind the scenes this week of the Broncos is they're trying, they're having draft meetings, they're having free agent meetings. And Jiro Everett just got into town. I mean, he has probably getting a crash course on what he's got, what he likes, what he needs to move on from. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do based on what Everett thinks is a fit for his scheme. And this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. We'll continue to track the Broncos offseason developments at denverpost.com slash Broncos, starting, of course, with the NFL Scouting Combine coming up. At Ryan O'Halloran, at Kyle Newman DP on Twitter. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. Come back next week for more. Until next time, folks, take it easy.